Hello, Bill Boyd here with the North Carolina Study Center Daily Devotional. We've been looking at the book of Revelation. I'm going to begin today from the Psalms, actually, from Psalm 89, uh, verse 46. Psalm 89 uh, is, uh, we're told, a maskil, a type of song, of Ethan the Ezraite. Uh, that said, it's about David, King David, uh, the king of kings, so to speak, in terms of Israel. And uh, I'll read to you from 46 through uh, 52, which is the end of the psalm. And then uh, we'll go back and read uh, a portion of the beginning of Revelation. How long, O Lord? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. For what vanity you have created all the children of man. What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of the grave? Lord, where is your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore to David? Remember, O Lord, how your servants are mocked, and how I bear in my heart the insults of all the many nations with which your enemies mock, O Lord, with which they mock the footsteps of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Now, you may have caught it there at the end, verse 51, the enemies are mocking the very footsteps of God's anointed. And of course, uh, it's easy for us to understand how that was fulfilled as Jesus made his way um, to Golgotha. And in this passage, as Ezra, uh, the, uh, excuse me, Ethan, the Ezraite, uh, writes about David, the question is, Lord, you, and he says it here in verse 49, by your faithfulness you swore to David. And what he means is you swore that David's throne uh, would never cease. There would always be a king upon it. And so he's saying, Lord, what's happened? His throne. You know, David um, has fallen. David's throne is in danger of having no one on it. That to say, the passage I'm about to read to you from Revelation chapter 1, uh, it, it's verses 4 through 9 is what I'm going to read today, but you, you've got kind of a twofold introduction to Revelation, verses 1 through 3 and then four through eight, and I'm going to add nine to it, but in four through eight, Jesus is spoken of very clearly as the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the highest of the kings of the earth. And those three phrases come directly from Psalm 89. In other words, at the end uh, of the revelation that we call the Bible, John, the apostle, according to these visions that the Lord gave him, 
is blessing his people from the very beginning in the name of Jesus. And he is assuring them that Jesus is the fulfillment of all that David stood for. Jesus is the fulfillment of the promises made to David, that there would always be someone on David's throne. In other words, Jesus really is the Messiah, God's Son, our Redeemer. Here's what John has to say. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of kings on earth. To him who loves us, and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, that is, priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother, and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. The point here simply is that John wants these churches he's writing to in Asia to know that the things that are to come and what is to come uh, is that uh, Jerusalem Judea, the people of God, Jerusalem's going to be sacked by the Romans. And John wants them to know that there's nothing to fear because the gospel, which is the message of God's reconciliation to Jew as well as Gentile, has already begun to go forth and already has found deep roots in Asia. Why is that important? Well, because Asia is the land in between Judea and Rome. And the picture we're getting here from the very beginning of Revelation is that God is on the move. This is the God who is, who was, and you can translate it who is to come or you can translate it who comes. You could even say who is coming, right? And that captures more of, this is a God who is not static. This is a God in motion. And the motion that John wants them to know is from Judea and already implanting the gospel in Asia. And of course, where is it going next? It's going to Rome. 
meaning it's going to the uttermost parts of the earth. As we uh, sit here today, it, it's it would be easy to say, Lord, have you forgotten us? Lord, uh, there is, you know, a lot coming our way. What is going to come of us? Well, what John is saying to the faithful in his time is that, look, there's a lot coming your way. But you need to remember this. Jesus is the faithful witness. The word for witness is martus, which means, uh, which from which we get the word martyr. Not only that, though, he's not only a martyr, one who died. He's the firstborn of the dead. He rose from the dead. And now, in light of that, he's the highest of the kings of the earth. And John is saying to us, look, I'm your brother. I'm your partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus. All of these things are. And so when you're called to witness, whatever way that is, fear not. You have nothing to be afraid of. Stand, stand firm, because know that your God is in motion and you're doing exactly what he's calling you to do. It's the same thing Jesus did. You're being called to bear the cross and you have nothing to fear. I think this is, these are good passages to read and to think of as we're praying for friends and others who are on the front lines in hospitals and performing various types of public service in order to care for people in our time. Because part of the message is here, yes, you're staring uh, death in the face, but no, you're not the first. And furthermore, uh, you serve the firstborn from the dead who's defeated sin and death. It's a message to you and me as well that in whatever ways the Lord presents us uh, to serve people made in his image, uh, we should do so wisely. We should do so carefully. We should also uh, do so courageously because uh, such were the saints of old who went forth uh, consistently bearing witness to Christ in whatever way they were called to do so, uh, knowing that uh, the faithful witness who was Jesus uh, was allowing them to participate in being faithful witnesses themselves. And you can be a faithful witness in your own kitchen, in your own house, and you can be a faithful witness in the grocery store, and you can be a faithful witness in your office, and you can be a faithful witness uh, in the hospital. But whatever the case in our time, let us move forward uh, in faith, hope, and love as, as witnesses uh, of Jesus, as those who... Um, who bear witness to the fact that there is uh, such a thing um, as courage and there is such a thing as faith and hope and love, even in times and perhaps especially in times like this. Look forward to seeing you on Monday or at least talking to you. Bye-bye.